Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Blaze Experience once again. I am, of course, your host, Derek, and we are back for episode number 49 today. So we're almost at 50, and episode 50 is coming on Saturday, which will be on State of Decay 2 again. And I do have a special uh, guest for that episode, so I will announce that here. Our special guest is going to be Jurgen from Undead Labs. He is a programmer, and I'm really excited to have him on. And he's someone that actually competed with me in the Undead Trials event. And we're going to, you know, interview him and get his thoughts on, you know, what he does and kind of his thoughts on State of Decay as a whole. So that should be a really exciting episode. So, you know, tune in Saturday to hear me talk to Jurgen about his job, uh, where he came from before that, and basically his thoughts on State of Decay and, you know, what he's been working on. So tune in on Saturday to hear that. It's going to be a great episode. And also, the Zed Hunter pack for State of Decay 2 is going to launch on Friday. So we are going to talk to Jurgen a little bit about that as well and kind of get some of his thoughts on the Zed Hunter pack and how that works exactly. But should be a really fun episode. And if you're interested in programming at all, I would highly recommend checking out this episode. I'm going to ask him some questions about programming and why he chose that field and things like that. So it should be really fun, and I hope everyone checks it out. But this episode is not about State of Decay 2. This is the long-awaited Generation Zero episode that I've been talking about. Um, I had to push it back a couple times for various reasons. But this is going to be an interesting episode in the sense that it's not really an intro episode because a lot of people that are familiar with the podcast know that my intro episodes usually involve, you know, kind of the basis of the game. I go through, you know, what you can do in the game, everything like that. But this is a civic special case, basically, because in previous games, like, say, for example, Vigor and, for example, Darwin Project, those games are in game preview, so you can play them today. You can play those games today. Generation Zero isn't out yet, so although I played a little bit of the beta, it's not out yet, so I can't really say for sure what is going to be in or not in the game because um for example fallout 76 that we did a kind of episode on that is a game that is basically already you know flushed out it already has everything in place because the beta was so close to launch and basically everything was already known about the game generation zero is a kind of different case where not everything is known about the game yet because they're still working on it and they don't have it release date yet so all we know is it's coming out sometime next year but there's no release date so it's just 2019 sometime so we are going to talk about what i do know about the game a little bit a little bit about my impressions of the beta and we're kind of kind of preview the game so i'm going to say you know as much as i do know about it but um this isn't a full intro episode it's more like a preview episode so that being said because it's just a little preview episode this is going to be a shorter episode than usual but you know, stay tuned for the episode with Jurgen on Saturday because that's going to be a lengthier one. But in addition, I did mention a little bit, you know, next this Saturday with Jurgen, that's going to be episode number 50. It's a really special episode. You know, not only do we have an amazing guest in Jurgen, who I'm really excited to talk to, but not only that, it is our 50th episode, and that's a really huge milestone. So I'm definitely excited to have that milestone with all of you, and I appreciate anyone who's been with me that long. And to kind of celebrate that, I figured I'd do a, a small giveaway. Um, so basically what we're going to do is I'm going to give away a code for the Independence Pack and the Daybreak DLC for State of Decay 2. So if anyone, you know, uh, wants those DLCs and doesn't have them yet, then this could be a way for you to get those. But 
I do have a code for both DLCs for State of Decay, and I'm going to give those away. These are Xbox codes, but I do want to mention that um, anyone that's entering, if you are a PC player and you win, then just let me know that. I'll, I'll still figure out something to get you access to the DLCs if you don't have it. But um, basically what I would do is if a PC person wins, then I would just give uh, the PC player access somehow, whether it's like gifting them the game or something like that. And then the Xbox player, I would just give them the codes. So basically I would do two winners if a PC player wins. So it is designed to be only one winner for the Xbox, but if a PC player does end up the winner from the giveaway, then... I will probably just give the Xbox codes away to a second winner and have two winners. But we're going to give away the Independence Pack and Daybreak DLC for State of Decay 2. These are both great DLCs. I've had a lot of fun with them and I definitely love them. And to enter that, basically what you're going to have to do is any one of the following ways. You can either join our Facebook group, which will be in the show notes. You can subscribe on YouTube. That will also be in the show notes. You can follow us on Twitter or retweet us. And the retweets will count for anything that's about a podcast or the contest itself. So if I post anything on Twitter that's like, oh, uh, we just released this podcast today. If you retweet that, that'll count. If it's about the contest itself, that'll also count. But I just want to make it clear that basically if I retweet something, it's not going to count if you retweet that. It'll basically be tweets that I put out myself. But those will count for entries. And then, of course, the big one that I really appreciate anyone doing is if you go review the podcast on iTunes, that will definitely count for entry. And I would really appreciate that because these iTunes reviews, they really help us grow and they help more people find the podcast. So I'd really appreciate anyone going to do that. And uh, basically, if you don't use iTunes, that's fine. If you want to just, you know, go there and review it real quick and then delete it off your account, that, that's fine with me. But um, unfortunately, there's not a lot of ways to review podcasts right now, except on iTunes. But for example, myself, I don't use iTunes on my phone. I have an Android phone. And basically, I just have iTunes as an app on my PC. And that's how I use iTunes. But I don't essentially use it that much. I pretty much just have it for the app that way I can do podcasts and things with it. But I don't use iTunes a lot. So I definitely understand for people that don't use iTunes. But if you could still... um download the app and give me your review real quick on iTunes. I would really appreciate that. Just search the blaze experience and you'll find it. But this contest, I'm going to run till the end of the month. So you're going to be hearing about it, you know, the rest of the month. So basically you're going to have about two weeks to enter that. So once again, the ways to enter are joining the Facebook group, subscribing on YouTube, retweeting or following on Twitter, and then giving a review on iTunes. Those are the ways you can win. And then our next stream, I'll mention real quick that, it's either going to be Friday or Saturday night, and it's going to be to celebrate our 50th podcast and the release of the Z Hunter pack for State of Decay 2. So basically, um, I might do both of those, honestly, but it's either going to be one of those two or both. So stay tuned for that. We're going to celebrate some Z Hunter pack and our 50th podcast, and it should be a fun night. So I'm going to try and um, get some other streamers involved and, you know, have kind of like a little bit of a party for us. So that should be fun. So definitely tune into that. But that's about all the news I had. So definitely some big things. You know, we got a contest going on. Jurgen from Undead Labs is going to be our guest. I'm super excited for that. And he's a great person. And I you know, really love talking to him. And then, of course, you know, being our 50th podcast, we're going to celebrate on stream as well. So we got a lot of, you know, celebration going on this week. And I hope you can join us for that. But without further ado, we will get into Generation Zero a little bit. So... 
basically, like I said, this is going to be a preview episode more so, and it's going to be a little bit shorter. And we're just going to talk about, you know, what we know a little bit. So right off their website, I took a couple things right off their website because I wanted to give their words on it. I don't want to, you know, um, I do want to describe it myself, obviously, but I wanted to give their interpretation. That way you can kind of see, you know, where their angle is as well. So right off their website, this is what they say about the game. It says, explore a vast open world, render with a war-winning Apex engine featuring a full day and night cycle with unpredictable weather, complex AI behavior, simulated ballistics, highly realistic acoustics, and a dynamic 1980s soundtrack. Experience an explosive game of cat and mouse set in a huge open world in the reimagining of 1980s Sweden. Hostile machines have invaded the serene countryside and you need to fight back while unraveling the mystery of what is really going on. By utilizing battle-tested guerrilla tactics, you'll be able to lure, cripple, or destroy enemies in intense, creative sandbox skirmishes. So, basically, in my interpretation, this is a game that's going to be open-world, like they say, and it's going to be a survival-based game that is co-op. So, you can do one to four players multiplayer, and you get to share the loot. And, to me, I've been kind of describing this game as, it's like State of Decay, but with machines instead. So it's not going to have the base building that State of Decay has. So all the base elements that are in State of Decay, it won't have any of that. There's going to be no base things at all. Basically, they have like, it's sort of like spawn points. Basically, they have like, you know, little spawn points that you can spawn from. But there's no like actual base base, like a traditional base. But what they do have is they have survival elements where you're going to have consumables, different guns. You're going to have ammo. The loot is instance, meaning that um, in multiplayer, you're not competing for the same loot. Everyone's going to have their own loot boxes to open, which I love. And that's something that State of Decay does as well. And it's interesting with the enemies as well, because there's a lot of tactics involved that are going to be different in this game where you can shoot like a, a sight sensor off a robot. And when that sight sensor is gone, that robot can't actually see anymore. So it's going to be easier to kill them. So there's different tactics involved like that that are going to make killing them easier there's also things like flares or fireworks things like that to distract them just like there would be in state of decay and one unique feature though is you can blow up like transformers for example and kill robots that way so there's different ways to kill them and it's very interesting that way but i think it's really great as a concept to have a survival game where you're facing machines because th there could have been a game i don't know about but to my knowledge there's not a game that you face machines and it's in a survival aspect. So it's going to be really cool because it's an open world where you can just explore as you will and you get to fight these machines. And one of the cool things about these machines is that say I go to fight a machine and I damage it to, you know, half health, but I'm low on health myself. So you can run away, come back later, and that same machine will still be at half health. So it's really unique in that way that all the enemies you're facing, they're going to take the damage that you give them, and that will stay there. They can't heal themselves or anything. They can't repair. So if you find that same enemy later, it'll be just the same amount of damage that you put on earlier. So that's a really nice strategy point because you can kind of, you know, damage a big tank all the way down to like half health, come back later with a new strategy and finish it off. And I really like that aspect. And kind of what they said about this, that is basically what I just described. They said, all enemies are persistently simulated in the world and roam the landscape with intent and purpose. When you manage to destroy a specific enemy component, be it armor, weapons, or sensory equipment, the damage is permanent. 
Enemies will bear those scars until you face them again, whether it is minutes, hours, or weeks later. So that is really cool that it actually keeps that in the world like that, you know, even weeks later. So you could not play the game for a week, come back and find, oh, wow, that tank I fought, that's, that still has, you know, 30% health left. That's cool. Let me finish him off. So that's actually really cool that way. And one of the things that I thought was interesting is the story in this game is told throughout the world. So basically in this game, you're, you know, one of uh, four people that is coming off an island vacation and you come back to your home area, your home island or whatever, and you find out that everyone is gone and there's all these machines roaming around that want to kill you. So you don't really know what happened because you were on island vacation somewhere else and you come back and you don't know what's going on. So where's all the people? You know, why are these machines here? What happened? Those are some of the you know main questions that you want to answer. And basically throughout the world, if you look at the clues, you can find out what happened. So you can find out what happened to the people. You can find out what, you know, where these machines came from, what these machines want. I mean, obviously they want to kill you. So, but do they have a purpose beyond that? We don't know. So it's really interesting in that sense. And you can kind of find out about that. It's a game by Avalanche Studios, who some of you might know from other games. I believe they did Just Cause. Um, they seem to be a pretty good studio. They seem to be, you know, trying to interact with the community as much as they can. Um, they have some live streams occasionally, and I've watched a couple of these live streams to get some details. And it, it seems like they're really, you know, building this game based on what the community feedback is so far. And this game is coming out in 2019. We don't know a date yet. We don't know a quarter. So it could be quarter one, quarter two, quarter three. We don't know. I mean... I would assume if they're saying 2019 and they're having, they just had a beta on it, I would assume it's first or second quarter. I don't think it's going to be waiting until the end of the year because that would be kind of strange that they'd have, you know, a beta this soon. They'd be advertising, you know, it's coming 2019 and they'd have this advertisement now if it's coming at the end of next year. So I feel like based on how much they've been, you know, pushing the game, not to say that they've been pushing the game a lot yet, but. I feel like based on what we've gotten so far, it's either, you know, first or second quarter next year. So sometime between January and June or July, I think we're going to see this game. But that's just my guess. That's just speculation. That's not, you know, I don't have any knowledge of that. That's just me speculating. For all I know, they could be planning to release it, you know, December next year. And I'll be like, oh, that's kind of late. But that could, that could be what's happening. Who knows? But as soon as I know more, you know, I'll, I'll pass that on to everyone else, too. But this is a game that was actually brought to my attention by someone in my Discord. I believe it was Septic Aussie. So thank you for that. And this is a game that is right up my alley. You know, it's co-op survival. It's a game that I'm really excited for because you get to go explore the world. You have binoculars that you can kind of, you know, see out in front of you. You can see a pack of robots and machines, you know, gathering around. And you get to use tactics. And I really like tactics in games. And basically, especially with the tanks that are the really big enemies. You get to use tactics to try and fight those and, you know, destroy them because the tanks actually have a lot of health and, you know, they can survive a lot. So you have to use great tactics to actually destroy them. And if you're, you know, you're playing co-op and not playing single player, you can play single player if you want. But if you are playing co-op, then you want to really coordinate with your team and go, OK, you go to the left, I'll go to the right. We'll kind of, you know, tag team this guy or whatever you want to do. But it's really nice that you actually have those tactical abilities. And you can find ammo in the world. You can you know, search car trunks. You can search um, bags. You can search houses. The usual things that you'd expect to search in you know, a normal open world survival game. And you can find ammo, consumables. You, know, you have your health kits. 
Uh, you have scopes for your weapons. They're going to be including more weapons, more enemies, and things like that throughout the game's life. But, you know, without further ado, I haven't talked about the enemies too much yet. So we can kind of get into the uh, four enemies that we know so far. They have said there's going to be more enemies, so we don't know what those are yet. I'll talk about the four that we do know. So first we have the Tick. The Tick is the smallest enemy. And from what they said on their website, it's small in size, but surprisingly agile. The Tick will launch itself at you if they get too close. Often found in groups, these small machines will use their wicked sharp talents in self-destruct mode to severely hurt you if you aren't careful. So basically the Tick... It's kind of, you know, your classic small, but, you know, big in numbers uh, enemy. Because if you just face a tick one-on-one, it's not that, you know, harmful to you. But you're facing a swarm of ticks usually. And if you face a swarm of them, that can be pretty harmful to you because you can't take them all on at once. So, you know, you have to really be smart about how you face these ticks. Because if you're playing solo and you run into a swarm of ticks, I mean, I could imagine that you could die pretty easily from that. You know, just because there's so many. But if you're playing co-op, you can kind of divide and conquer a little bit more and, you know, have someone take out one side, have somebody take out the other side of the swarm. So it's very nice in a group. But in solo, I think you have to be a little bit more careful with these things. But it's just kind of your classic enemy that's, you know, really small. But, you know, in numbers, they have a lot of strength. Next up, we have the Seeker. So it says for the Seeker, seemingly harmless at first glance, the Seeker acts as a scout, signaling your location to nearby allies who will come to its aid. Make sure you stay out of the sensor range or take it down quickly to avoid being overwhelmed by reinforcements. So basically the Seeker, it's harmless in the sense that it's going to do damage to you. But it's not harmless in the sense that it's going to bring more enemies to you. So that's the problem with the Seeker is that it's going to alert the other you know, tanks, the ticks and the runners, it's going to alert them all that you're there, and they're going to bring more enemies to you. So, the Seeker's kind of like the eyes of the operation, so if you see them from a distance, it's probably good to take them out from a distance, because if you take them out from a distance, not only are more enemies not going to come than what you see in front of you, but in terms of maneuverability, your enemies are going to have less maneuverability because they're not going to know where you are as much. The Seeker is going to fly around and it's going to tell the enemies where you are and give them a better sense of where you are. So if that Seeker is not there, you know, your other the enemies are still going to be able to go after you, but you're going to be able to hide a lot easier without that Seeker there because the Seeker is going to alert them to your position. So taking out that Seeker first seems like a good idea to me. And I did play the beta but unfortunately for me, the beta that they did, it fell on a weekend where I was going out of town and I rarely go out of town, but it just so happens that, you know, just my luck, the one weekend I go out of town that the beta happens that weekend. So I only got a couple hours of play. So I didn't get as much time as a lot of people got. Beta was open for three or four days. And unfortunately, I only got a couple hours in that weekend because I was out of town. and I basically had to play as much as I could before I left. So it was unfortunate for me, um, but, you know, it is what it is, and that's what happens sometimes. But hopefully they do another beta, because if they do another beta, I'd like to play this a lot more. But next up, we have the runner. The runner is quick on its feet and often moving in packs. The runner will work together with its allies to wear you down with automated weaponry. Don't let them get too close, or they will knock you off your feet with a powerful charge, making it easier for others to kill you. So, basically, the runner is kind of like, you know, the grunt of the operation. So you have, you know, the tick that's like the little guy, 
You have the Seeker that, you know, is kind of the eyes of the operation that alerts other enemies. The tank is like the big, you know, beast of the operation. The runner is kind of like your classic grunt that does a lot of the groundwork. And it's very quick and it's going to work together with the other machines to take you down. So don't, you know, don't underestimate these runners because they definitely can be deadly in groups. So um, try to take them out one at a time if you can do it. Unfortunately, I didn't get a lot of playtime in, so I can't, you know, speculate too much on strategies for this. But that's kind of how I'm thinking I would do it because I didn't face a lot of enemies because I just basically, you know, got through a lot of the intro stuff and kind of figured out the ropes of the game, which I will say that the game is, you know, fairly intuitive. Um, you know, how your inventory looks, it all seems very standard to me, which standard in a good way that like it's not going to be too confusing to use. And you can basically uh, favorite a couple items and use those items, you know, as you will. You know, picking up items is pretty easy. Um, using them is pretty easy. So it's all fairly standard in a good sense that, you know, it's very easy to use for the player. And then, of course, we have the tank. The tank is the most heavily armored and armored of the machines. The tank towers over houses and players alike, shaking the very ground with each step. Do not engage it without a strategy. Plan to your encounter in advance and always be ready to run when the rockets start flying. So basically with the tanks, um, they're really huge, as it says, and they're an enemy that you want to actually plan out ahead of time. Because I actually watched a couple of videos on people facing tanks. Unfortunately, I didn't get to face a tank myself, but I watched a couple of YouTube videos on people facing tanks and it takes a long time to kill them. So especially if you're solo, I watched one person solo do it and if you're solo, it takes a very long time to kill them. So you really have to plan out your strategy in advance and kind of use several different tactics. I mean, the player that I saw do it solo, he had to use several flares. He had to use lots of ammo, lots of different guns. I think he tried to use a, a fuel bomb once. I mean, you have to use so many different tactics. He even hit behind a rock and then, you know, popped out, shot it, hit behind the rock again. There were so many different tactics used to take this tank down. He went behind the tank and you know, shot the weak spots behind the tank. I mean, basically, if you're soloing a tank, you have to use a lot of different tactics to take it down. And he did eventually get it, this player, but it took him a while to do it. If you're in a group, it'd probably be a little bit faster, obviously, but still in a group, it seems like you still want to have great tactics. You want to, you know, distract the tank, go for the weak spots. Distract the tank, go for the weak spots. That's kind of like the tactics you want to use. But these rockets, they're, they're ridiculous. I mean, they do a lot of damage. They set the ground on fire and it's not anything you want to play with really so definitely be careful if you're going after these tanks but um it's a really cool enemy and i like how they have the breakdown of the enemies here and i'm really excited to see what other enemies are available because there's other enemies coming so i'm excited to see what else there is but they have a really nice breakdown of these four enemies here and those are the four available right now that i know of you know there might be some other ones in game right now that haven't been discovered yet but those are the ones i know of so and that's why I said this is more of a preview episode, because the game isn't released yet, you know, and not everything is known about the game yet. So I can't really call this an intro episode because it's, you know, I don't really know everything about the game yet. So it's not like, you know, with Darwin Project, Darwin Project's in game preview, and I can tell you everything about Darwin Project because it is in game preview. And as the game evolves, I can tell you the new stuff, but this game is not even at a state yet where I can tell you everything about it. So... You know, I am just telling you what um, I know so far and, you know, what I think of the game. But honestly, um, 
I don't have a lot else to say just yet because I just don't know anymore yet. So, I mean, but so far, I'm really excited for this game, honestly. And this is definitely a game I'm going to get. Um, price point they did announce, I believe it's going to be $35 US. So, when they do announce the launch date, it'll be $35 US. So, it's you know pretty good price, I think. And I think it's going to offer a lot of great experiences. I think it's a great price point. And... I'm really excited for this game. It was either 35 or 40, I believe. So, you know, it's right around that price range. And, you know, I think that's perfect for the game because it's not a triple A game, but it's a game that I think is still, you know, basically double A. Like, I, I think this is a good, solid game. It doesn't have the budget of a triple A, but I, I think it's a game that's going to deliver a lot of value to a lot of players and it's going to offer a lot of replayability. And just the map size, for example. Like in the beta, we got to play on basically one island, and that's just one chunk of the map. Like the map overall is huge and it's a very vast map, and you can go explore that entire map, and it's going to be very fun to explore that. So you're going to have a lot of things to explore and a lot of room to play. But yeah, I mean that's that's pretty much the basis of it, you know. So I, I don't have anything else to say about it, unfortunately. So like I said, this is going to be you know probably the shortest episode we've ever done, just because it's a preview, but. I wanted to have a um, lighter episode anyways before the 50th episode because the 50th one is going to be you know, a bigger one. So I wanted to kind of have, you know, a um, smaller brief lead into that episode. So hopefully you did enjoy this. Um, you know, Generation Zero, I would definitely check it out. You know, check it out on YouTube. Um, go to GenerationZero.com and check out what they have going on there. You know, you can find out more info about it. But it's a great game, I think, and it's a game that I'm definitely going to buy myself. So it's a game that will be featured on the podcast in the future. So definitely look forward to that. And once I know more information about it, I will definitely do a proper intro episode because I, if you know anyone's thinking this is one wasn't really a proper intro episode, I agree with you. It, this wasn't a proper intro, and that's because I don't have the information yet to give a proper intro. But I thought it was you know worthy enough to do a preview episode on it because. This is a game that I'm really excited for, and I want to, you know, get some excitement from other people before that game actually releases. So I thought it was worthy of doing a preview episode because this is a game that I definitely plan on covering the podcast. And because I plan on covering it, I want to get people, you know, familiar with it a little bit. But that being said, you know, our next episode is going to be episode number 50. And that's going to be on State of Decay 2 once again. We're going to have special guest Jurgen from Undead Labs on here. And he's a programmer from Undead Labs. He's going to talk about, you know, programming. He's going to talk about some of his early career and basically, you know, why he chose programming and different things like that. So it's going to be really exciting and very interesting episode. We're going to talk about a little bit of the Z Hunter pack, which I'm really excited about as well. The Z Hunter pack is the new free add-on for State of Decay 2. So I want to definitely mention free. So that's awesome. Our next stream is going to be either Friday or Saturday night. We're going to do a stream to kind of celebrate the Zed Hunter pack and celebrate our 50th episode. I might even stream both nights, but um, it's probably going to be more likely I stream on Saturday night, I would think. But, you know, we'll see how it goes because Saturday is officially the 50th episode. So that's probably going to be more likely I stream then. But definitely look out for that. And then, of course, you know, I would really appreciate anyone entering our contest. Our contest is... To win a giveaway code for the Independence Pack and Daybreak DLC. So if you are an Xbox, I have codes for those. And if you're on PC, then and you do win, you know, definitely if you're on PC, still enter. If you do win on PC, let me know that. And 
If you don't want the Xbox codes, I will try to find a way to get you the um, DLC on PC. I'm not sure how that worked out yet, but we'll work something out. But if you do win on PC, then you're actually making a second winner because I will give the Xbox codes to someone that is on Xbox that wins. But if you want to enter that, you can enter in four easy ways. You can join our Facebook group, which is going to be in the show notes. You can subscribe on YouTube. You can follow us on Twitter or retweet any tweet that I put out myself. So basically just retweet anything that's not a retweet. Anything that's like not a retweet that I retweeted, I mean. And the most important way that's really going to help a lot is if you give a review on iTunes. Because these reviews on iTunes, they really help us grow and they help more people find the podcast. And this is a way that a lot of people, you know, look to find the podcast that they listen to. So any review in iTunes is really appreciated. And even if you don't use iTunes, I don't use iTunes myself. I use Android and Android apps. But even if you don't use iTunes, you can download the app on your PC and give a review on PC. And then if you don't want to use it anymore, just delete the app. Um, Unfortunately, you know, iTunes is the main way that reviews are happening right now for podcasts. Hopefully that changes in the future, but um, I have it on my PC and I don't really use it that much. I only use it to, you know, check the podcast stuff and that's basically it. But this contest is going to run to the end of the month. So until the end of November, this will run and it's going to be about two weeks and you can definitely get multiple entries. So, you know, definitely enter all four of those ways if you want to and get four entries. But if you want to, contact me you can contact me via email theblazeexperience at gmail.com you can contact me on twitter or my xbox gamer tag that's going to be at blaze experience or both so capital b-l-a-i-s-e capital x-p-e-r-i-e-n-c-e as i said before we have our facebook group and we have a youtube that is going to be in the show notes so definitely check those out all the podcasts go on youtube and facebook and as well i sometimes put up my streams on youtube I don't always do it. I have to try and, you know, get better about that a little bit. But I uh, sometimes put my streams on YouTube as well. So the streams I do on Mixer, I sometimes put them on YouTube. And in addition to that, I also have a Discord. So definitely join my Discord and talk with me on there. That's probably the fastest way to get a hold of me is on Discord. So definitely join that. That's gonna, I'll have a link for that in the show notes as well. And then to find the podcast, if you're already listening, you already have a preferred way to listen to it probably. But if you want to try a different way, we are on Stitcher. We are on Podbean, Blueberry. We're on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, as it's called now. We are on Google Podcasts. And we're on many other directories as well. So definitely check us on any app. If you honestly just put into Google, if you just search the Blaze Experience, you're going to find us somewhere. So, you know, all you have to really do is search the Blaze Experience in Google and you will find it. Whatever app you want to use, I definitely appreciate you using that, and thank you for listening. So I do apologize it was a little bit short of an episode, but like I said, we're going to have a longer one with Jurgen on Saturday. So that should be really exciting, and I look forward to talking with you all again. So thank you, everyone, once again, for listening to The Blaze Experience. (laughs) 